Hi everyone, welcome to the COVID. Warrant Officer Grant McFarlane is with me tonight and we're going to pick through 42 years of his experience uh, right through the ranks to the top job as RSM Army and spend some time just pick up a few leadership lessons from along the way. So it's great to have Grant with us tonight. Thank you for joining in as well. Um, a reminder too that you can text through your questions for Grant at any stage tonight and we'll get to those during the course of the night. But obviously with the amount of experience that Grant's got, the opportunity to ask him a few questions as he begins to step back from the role of RSM Army is, is pretty special. So, as I say, it's great that you could join us tonight and uh, we're looking forward to having a, a good chat. Uh, Grant, welcome. Uh, firstly, congratulations and thanks for 42 years of incredible service. What's it like now, just, just unwinding from all of that and, and starting to step away? Hey, Mark, great to be here at the Cove. I think uh, it's about breaking the, the routine that I've had for four years or 40 plus years also, um, you know, up at 4.30, doing my own PT, home and back in the office by 8 o'clock and getting and doing the day's work, just breaking that routine, not waking up to a, an alarm clock uh, and setting the new routine with my wife and uh, and um, working out, you know, at the breakfast table what we're going to do, do for the day as opposed to having a a planned calendar for the, for the next week, so it's, uh, yeah, but it's, um, you know, I had a show for the first day, first time in 10 days this morning, so, uh, yeah, been pretty, been pretty relaxed, actually. <laughs> Sounds like you're getting used to it. Um, because the job RSM Army, as we, yeah, we've seen, and those of us who've followed yeah. you sort of day in, day out, it's, it's an incredible job. It's, it's a, it's a full on yeah. job, isn't it? It's, it's just go, go the whole time. You can be all over the world. You know, it has been, and, uh, I think, um, a unique time for four years uh, as the RSM of the Army, working with the Chief of Army, um, you know, starting with the uh, release of the Afghan inquiry, the bushfires, um, calling out the second division, a significant event, community events, COVID, and the Royal Commission. So there have been really significant and big uh, things that have happened in the last four years. But on top of that, training transformation, uh, how the army is going to be postured in the future, a whole, whole lot of work. And in my 40 odd years, we haven't had this busy a period and we haven't changed as much of it as we are at the moment. Um, let's go back to when you first joined up. It's 1980, it's what, five years post Vietnam. So it's an interesting time for both army and for the nation. Uh, what made you want to join the army? Um, my grandfather, he was a, uh, a veteran of Dakota Trap. Uh, as a young kid out on the farm telling me uh, stories of adventure and mateship. Um, and then had a significant event on our, on our farm and we uh, packed up and moved and I thought I might give this army a, a go that my grandfather spoke about. Um, and, um, you know, 42 years later, um, I'm still here. What um what was the army like at the time? What what was that era in in army like? Uh, so the army's changed significantly for the better. Uh, but when I joined, it was um, pretty rough and tumble. Um, you trained really hard, played pretty hard. I had bars rope at lunchtime. Um, so I think uh, we've we've come a long way. There was uh, we probably didn't respect and and uh, give our, our people enough dignity um, and 
we we used you and if we broke you you're out the back door um, now i think we're a much better organization where we actually respect and trust our people and care for them in such a good way great you've had such an incredible career and, and done so many different jobs um did you expect when you were that young recruit did you have your target on rsm army that's you were going to go to the top there uh absolutely not so i had I signed up for uh, six years and I was going to go back to the country of Victoria after that. Um, but I had a really good RSM by the name of Arthur Francis, who'd become a, a mentor. Um, come in and as a unit RSM at 3RR. Um, he uh, interviewed all the NCOs in his first couple of weeks there and I thought, oh, actually, this bloke uh, actually cares about people. Because he used to go to the RSM's office to be yelled at, and that happened to me a few times. Um, but he showed me what a, a caring um, person that was really invested in people was about. You've had so many different roles along the way. Did you have a favourite, a favourite job in the Army? Um, no, I, I didn't. Well, I don't think I do, but I'll probably end up giving you one. Um, I enjoyed every rep. I enjoyed being a section commander. I enjoyed being a platoon sergeant, being the trainer and the mentor of the platoon, same at CSM level, RSM. Um, so I, I enjoyed all those jobs. Um, they gave me a different opportunity. They gave me uh, time to grow and develop as an individual, but also, I hope, um, develop those people below me that I work with. Um, but I've got to say that the last four years has been pretty special. Anything along those 42 years that you would want to go back and change? Uh, no, no. Um, I, I've learned some hard lessons along the way um, and had some great times. And I think it's made me the, the person and the, and the soldier that I am today by, by, by those things. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. Um, you never, we talk about the fact that, that no one does this alone in, in this job. It, it's, you've got to have family there around you and, and supporting you and they've got to come on the journey with you together. For your family, I guess the, the last few years have, have just been incredible and uh, through your career you've been so busy and, and roles have kept you away and training's kept you away from the family. How, how's the family coped and, and what have you learned about that? What can you pass on about making family work and, and your partner being involved in what you're doing? Oh, look, I think um, we've come a long way about families and supporting our families, that sort of stuff. So uh, when our first son was born, I was on my parachute jump, inst parachute jump instructor's course, um, jumped out of an aeroplane uh, at night and, and uh, my wife gave birth to Josh. Um, we're not like that now. We would make sure that our, our people are at home with, with their, their families. but. Um, that was that was the way it was, um, but more importantly, you know, you've met my wife. Uh, she's an incredible woman, uh, and I'm blessed uh, for the way that she's conducted herself and raised our family. Um, always made things work regardless, um, and um, she's um, she's she was the the main main stable behind the, our two sons and their upbringing. So um, family is really, really important. And I think that's something that we've really changed and our focus is now making sure that um, the individual as well as the family are, are well supported. So, so important. 
Um, let's wind back to July 2018. You reported the 11th RSM Army. Uh, a great honour. Why do you think you were chosen at that time? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. And one I've never ever had asked the chief. <laughs> um, but I think we were pretty similar in our views about making sure that our army was connected, uh, that people are actually cared for and supported uh, and looked after, um, and that we needed to be a different organisation, as in how we train and how we develop ourselves, uh, and what is what does it actually mean to be an army, to be effective on the battlefield. Um, in that time, in those four years, what, what would you say has been the greatest challenge you've faced? Oh, I, I undoubtedly would be the release of Afghan, Afghanistan report um, and being there to support the chief uh, through those pretty incredible first few weeks of um, and being in Perth for the announcement and the chief being able to look people in the eyes about why and what, what's happened and how we're going to get, get through this together. Uh, making sure that we learn lessons on the way. A big challenging time, that's for sure. Um, you must have had a, a vision, I guess, when you first came in about what you wanted to achieve, um, how you wanted to, to work through the job. What was that? What did you what did you want to be as RSM Army? I think there were a couple of things. So I, I wanted the Army to be better connected down at the soldier level. So we uh, built the Junior Leader Fellowship with the support of uh, the Deputy Chief of Army. We then did the Sergeant's Fellowship, but also um, how we did PAC and how we did the career management boards to make sure that people had trust in the system, that it was transparent, everybody had a voice in there, and that there was no captain's picks being used and that uh, order of merit was being held to account and that we were um, making sure that we got the right people in the right jobs at the right time. And Grant, in that, that vision that you had at the time, is there anything that, that didn't get done, anything that was on the list that you wanted to achieve that you, you didn't get to? Um, I think late, late in the uh, job, we finally brought the, the Warnosa cohort together um, as a single identity. Um, I wish I had it done that earlier. Um, it didn't happen, but we're on that journey now where uh, Warren Austin, class one in the army, is relevant and respected, and that we all have something to contribute. And it's not just about the regimental side Moses. When you look back over the whole forty-two years, what are you what are you most proud of from your career? What what's made you, I guess, sleep well at night? I don't know, it's a good question. I think um, most proud of is the great people that we have in our army and the, they, the way they contribute. And so the last four years, especially how we reacted to bushfires and COVID, um, being in the community, being part of the community, um, that, is, that is something I'm really proud of. But I think I'm most proud of um, you know, being a father and having a couple of wonderful kids and 
truly fantastic grandchildren. So, yeah, something to be proud of. Yeah. Um, Greg, the, the, the Australian soldier, um, something that obviously you've been a big part of your life for 42 years now. What, what makes, in your mind, a good Australian soldier? And has, has that changed over the years? Is the, the, the good soldier of, of the 1980s different to the 90s or 2000 today? Is it an evolving thing? I think it's has evolved, but I think always your ingredients have always been hey, be a good person, be honest, give your best, do your best, uh, challenge yourself, um, and give and give people opportunity to be their best. Um, so, and I think you know, pretty proud of wearing our uniform and our our slouch hat, regardless of rank and corps, is pretty unique because. It is something that's really well respected in the community and you can travel all over the world and anybody can see a slouch at me know that there's a, a trusted agent there as an Australian soldier. Yeah. And obviously you have travelled widely in, in this role and throughout your career. Do you find that though? How, how is the Australian soldier held in regard around the world? Uh, held in high regard. Um, everybody wants an Australian on their team um, and they want to come and do exercises with us, deploy with us. Um, yeah, I think, as I said, I think they just want the Australian on their side because they know that, they, that they'll be well looked after and supported and trusted. So, yeah, yeah. good reputation to have. Very. Um, Army has some, some manning issues, and we, we can talk about those. How would Grant McFarlane solve those uh, retention and I guess recruiting issues that the army faces at the moment because you know we, we require a lot of people it seems at the moment. Yeah. Hey, look, I think um, we've never been full. I suppose maybe in the late nineties we were. Then we um, we we got rid of a whole lot of people because we were, we were full. But I can remember when I first joined, we I was in a five man section for for years, and when I was a section commander, I've never ever had a full section. So we've always had these issues, um, but we've, I don't think we've ever shone a, a focus on it enough. So I think um, for recruiting, we'd be, we're going to recruit the family, not just the individual, take them on the journey right from where to go. Um, and we've got to make sure that we live up to our value proposition about giving everybody an opportunity, caring for the family, caring for the people, um, and making sure that um, everybody has a good experience and then if you choose to leave leave on your own terms um, in good order and then you, and you can come you can come back when you need to and I think the other thing we probably need to change the work practices um, maybe if Grant McFarlane you know 30 odd years ago decided to, to leave um, Maybe he left and could still have the marriage order and still had free dental, um, free health and all that sort of stuff. Um, just to ease out as you transition out, but you can always and come back and you've lost no, lost no, um, none of those, uh, opportunities and those, those, um, things that we actually value. Um, RSM Army is, a, is, as we've talked about, a, a full-on busy job. How did you, um, how do you unwind? How do you step away? What's Grant McFarlane downtime look like? Well, 
before uh, the 1st of July was, um, you know, I enjoy my bike riding. Um, so that was around the lake at quarter to five in the morning. Uh, and on the weekend, we, when we did have time, get away to the coast, bit of paddle boarding and just time to spend with Trace and reflect. Um, now it's, uh, I get up and I can go for a bike ride in, the, in daylight a couple of times a day. Uh, and I need get the, uh, the legs going ready for uh, March when we uh, go for a ride up the coast. Beautiful. Two to queue, I'm looking forward to it. I want to ask you, and I, I think this is an important question, and if you've got questions too, don't forget to text them in because we're getting a few coming in. We'll get to those shortly. But I, I love this one. Um, for recruits stepping off the bus at Kapuka, um, starting their career, ground level, um, what, what do you think it's important that they know about the Australian Army? What would, what would you like them to know as they step into uniform? Yeah, I think uh, they need to know that uh, it is a tough business. Um, we asked we ask a lot of, of you as an individual and as a family, but um, take the opportunities to ask questions. Um, take the opportunity to um, learn. Take the opportunity to really, really, I think I said before, challenge yourself to make sure that you understand what you're doing. Um, but more importantly, those corporal recruiting instructors at Kapuka, um, they will guide you and give you all the right skills and the right attributes um, to be a successful soldier. And Grant, as you start to step away now, what what has Army given you? What do you take away from 42 years in, in this organisation? Uh, I think I'll take away a whole heap of proud moments over 42 years of service. Um, and I think uh, the other part will be that, hey, it's not scary on the other side of the grass. Um, speaking of that, what's the what's the next chapter look like? What do you move on to? Um, I've made, I'm still got about 10 weeks of leave to go, so I've made no commitments or no uh, looking for anything except enjoy the, the, ten, uh, the next 10 weeks um, of downtime and actually reflecting on writing uh, my memoirs at the moment, only for my family. Uh, so that's been uh, really uh, reflecting at the moment. So, um, and yeah, I'll, I'll continue to do that. And after the 16th of September, we'll see what's around the corner for Grant McFarlane. Um, you mentioned earlier on you had a, a mentor. And I just wonder, who you chose and, and was the, have you had the same mentor all the way through or do you do you evolve that? Do you use different people at different times? And at what stage of your career was a mentor most important to you? Um, so I think, as I said, Arthur Francis was my first one when I was in junior NCO. Um, and I used him all through my career. Um, I worked with him a couple of times and then when he retired, I was at the School of Infantry and... Uh, I, I used him a couple of times, uh, but also Boris de Kev Woods, who was also the previous RSM the Army. He he really taught me about knowing myself um, as a young young sergeant the way way to. Um, so yeah, I've had had two, and they've been two different people, but they're similar in different ways. Um, 
So, yeah, and I use Kev Woods now still. Um, he doesn't know that, but I, 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 I uh, engage him every now and then just to bounce something off him. But uh, I think they, they are really, really important. And I think that, as I said, I don't think I would have stayed for as long without having some good mentors and being able, being able to have those discussions and and honest and frank conversations. Yes, I got from both of them. Yeah. So obviously it's important to find a mentor. What do you look for? Why did you pick those fellas? Uh, I think for for Arthur Francis was he struck me as a bloke that was actually invested in, in care. Uh, Kev was Kev was the same, but he also he he gave it to me between the eyes a couple of times. So in a, in a respectful way. Um, Brennan, as you transition now, what, what skills do you reckon you've, you've picked up along the way that will, will help you as you move forward now? Uh, I've been thinking about that, to be honest. And I think um, I think the skills that I've learned and will get me through whatever the next phase will be is be yourself, know yourself, and trust yourself, and back yourself. Um, as we sort of start to wrap these up, as you look back, um, is there anything you change about the army at the moment? And, and if so, what would that be? I wouldn't change anything. I think the army is on a good trajectory, um, and there, it's in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Wouldn't change anything. Yeah. Nice, nice time to be stepping off when you have that feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Um, I want to mention the the Cove Challenge. Uh, now that's just wrapped up and. Uh, the theme was your best leadership lesson, and there've been some great ones. It's a good way to, and it's quite amazing looking at other people's leadership lessons and, and reading them and saying, "Hey, yeah, wow, you know that connects with me. I, I get that. I'm going to take that away." And I reckon each one of those you look at, you will get something from. So if you haven't seen them pop up on social media, uh, take the time to have a look because they're fantastic. Uh, Grant, you had your leadership lesson. Uh, we'll take a look at that. Just tell us a, a bit about it. Uh, I think my. Uh, my biggest lesson was know yourself and understand yourself. I was a pretty brash young fellow that had to always be first, or the team had to be first at, at all costs. Mm -hmm. uh, I realised uh, pretty pretty soon after being a, a section commander that wasn't always the, the right case, and that um, the strength of the organisation is your team, um, and to be able to develop and make sure that. Um, everybody has the opportunity to be their best and reach their potential um, was really, really important and probably a lesson I wish I had learned even before I became a corporal. Um, you've had the chance to look through a few of these and you're asked for your favourite and you picked Lieutenant Aaron Thomas. Um, why did you like his? Uh, pretty much as I just explained, I think he, 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 he realised the focus um, and the strength of the organisation was having good having good team around you, but also being able to develop the individuals so they can contribute to the team and that they can reach their full potential. Mm -hmm. uh, we're getting some great questions in, so thank you for those. We'll try and uh, get through a few of those. Uh, first one, Grant, is from Lieutenant Colonel Glenn McKenzie from HQ Forces Command. Thank you, sir. Uh, he says, uh, thank you for your service. and. Um, here's an interesting question. How have you developed those above you? 
Um, well, thanks for the question, and I hope that I I developed him. Actually, we worked together at uh, Rifle Rifle Wing uh, many many years ago. I think um, I think being able to have those tough conversations in a respectful way um, is the way that you develop those above you, um, and um, and sometimes they're robust, robust conversations, but they're, they're respectful. So I think we that'd be what I think and hope, because I've worked with some really, really good people, and I hope that I have made an impact on them. Good stuff. Uh, this one from uh, Warren Officer Peck from 1RAR in Townsville. Um, firstly, thank you for your service. It's been an honour to serve with you. Uh, what are three pieces of advice that you would give a younger uh, WO2 McFarlane moving into the role of WO1? Uh, I, I, I think, and I'll, I reflect on this quite often as I go through your career, but it's always, it's always know yourself and back yourself. Uh, and my last one would be learn. Learn something new every day. Good one. Uh, this one from uh, Warrant Officer Class 1 Guy Musgrove, uh, 12 16 Hunter Rifle Lancers in Tamworth. Uh, says, Congratulations on a high profile career and achieving significant milestones throughout your 42 years. Is there something you didn't achieve that you wanted to during your time? And was there a reason that that, that wasn't achieved? I don't think there is. I think I think I've achieved everything. Well, not that you sit, ever set out to achieve, you know, to the RSM Army or to be the RSM at three hour. Um, you know, you 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 do your time, do the best job you can, and um, people will select you for for your job. Um, and when you get that, you go and do your best job again. You get promoted. So. Um, now I've, I've been blessed, I've had a great career um, and I've been supported by many, many great people. Alright, next one is from uh, Warrant Officer Class 2, uh, James Long, one RIR in Townsville, says congratulations on a great career, uh, not holding the three RIR background against you, fair enough. <laughs> uh, what was your uh, go-to advice to encourage soldiers to post out of a battalion and experience what the, the wider army uh, has to offer as a junior NCO? I wish uh, Longy was here actually, you know, I'd be able to have those conversations with him, I think we had many years ago. Um, but I think we, we've got to share the, the, the way we build resilience and build a better organisation is by sharing those those events that we have and those leadership events and being able to invest in those young soldiers or those recruits that want to come and join our army. Um, we need to have our best NCOs down there, our best NCOs at uh, our, our training school. So we're developing our young people right from the word go. And with good NCOs, that's how you do it. Also at the same time, you're developing yourself as an NCO, uh, building your leadership skills and and your knowledge, that sort of stuff. So I think there's benefit in, in both. Mm. 
So we've come to that point now where you, you're stepping out after 42 years and 42 years that have been very much on the go. There's been so much happening all the time. Well, what's it like at the moment emotionally? Is it, is it, what's the feeling of, of stepping out and stepping away from something that's been such a big part of your life? It's really interesting. I, I, I had a fair bit of apprehension about what was next. Mm. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, we can seek a lot of advice um, and that sort of stuff as I, as I, as I have transitioned, but I found, it, uh, I found it pretty relaxing. I've, uh, as I said before, you know, I first shaved stayed for about 10 days, so it's not waking up to alarm. And, but it did take a bit of, you know, first couple of mornings about you, you wake up and that sort of stuff and no alarm and that sort of stuff, but I think um, I, I will walk away from the organisation uh, proud for the contribution I've made, uh, proud of uh, the contribution that people have made to me uh, and the investment people, the investment people have given me and the time they've given me to make sure that I've had a fantastic career um, and that my family's been well looked after too. So I'll, I'll walk away a real proud Australian. Yeah, and, and so you should. And Greg, can I say on behalf of everyone who's worked with you, thank you for, for what you've done in your service, amazing service and all that you've achieved along the way will stay with you for the rest of your life, you know, which is, is a fantastic legacy. Um, and I'm particularly on behalf of the team at The Cove, uh, we want to say a big thank you for the support that you've given The Cove to in, in developing it. And as the guys say at The Cove, anytime they've asked you for anything, you've supported, you've been there for them. So um, they just want to say a big thanks. Hey, hey thanks, Mark. But also I want to thank the, the Cove team. It's come a long way. And I think uh, this is a great platform to be able to get messages out. Uh, and it's always there for people to reach into. And uh, I want to thank you for, for tonight. Thanks very so much. I appreciate it. Um, that's the great thing about what we've got here. Another, so important, but, you know, before we lose you to the bigger world, to grab those ideas and those, all that leadership and all that knowledge that you've got from 42 years. So, um, again, can I say thanks? Thanks for your service. It's been a pleasure to work with you. So all the very best, Grant. Have a, have a great retirement or whatever it's going to be next. I will. See you on the bike. Um, thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this session on The Cove. And uh, as I said, just great to be able to tap into those incredible 42 years and all of that learning. So we don't want to let that knowledge get away from us. It's always here on The Cove, so make sure that you, you drop back and check in from time to time. And those leadership, leadership lessons will be floating around as well. Have a look at those. Um, but from us for tonight, thanks very much on behalf of The Cove, and uh, we will see you soon. Thank you. Good night.